This week on The Swearwolves, we discuss two movies about the boys in blue coming back from the dead. Dead Heat and Maniac Cop. Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. David, today I am telling everybody that this episode of The Swearwolves is sponsored by The Swearwolves. Yes, that's right. We are sponsoring our own episode today <laughs> because we would like to let everybody know that you can buy a t-shirt with The Swearwolves. I don't know if everybody knows this. Maybe that's they correct. don't. But you can buy a t-shirt that says The Swearwolves on it. It has our logo. And you can go to tpublic.com. Yeah, just search the swearwolves. Or yeah, just go I, right to our store. I think it's slash the swearwolves. Probably. If not, know. just search the swearwolves. You'll just, find us. Yeah, you'll find us. Or you can go to our website, click on the consume uh, link, and yeah. it'll take you to there. So we have three different t-shirts out. We have one that's just our classic logo. One that's our comic book page. Yeah, it looks like kind of Tales from the Cryptish. Uh-huh. And then one is our latest one, which is the Swearwolves World Tour, which, David, I'm wearing this. Looks nice. It's the Swearwolves Shocker World Tour. It looks like a, like a band uh, tour t-shirt. Yep. And then on the back, it has a list of all the towns. Yep. And they're all from horror movies. Mm-hmm. And the dates, actually, you, you can kind of see how they all coincide, too. Like the dates and some of the horror movies coincide together. We put a little thought into it. We put, For the a, most lot of, part, we put a lot of thought some into it. Some of them are random. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We put a lot of thought into it. We don't, we we spent the better part of a couple of days like just going back and forth with ideas, with ideas, and then the locations as well. So check that out. Represent, represent your favorite <laughs> podcast, or just represent us. There you go. <laughs> if we're not your favorite podcast, but uh, so I just wanted to bring that to light. Now back to the show. <laughs> so then I was saying, dicks, <laughs> <laughs> butthole. <laughs> Fart joke. <laughs> Jism. Well, David. Yeah. This week, you picked a couple of movies. I did. Well, I know the link <laughs> between the movies because we got um, Dead Heat and Maniac Cop. That's right. Both movies that are horror movies about cops, police officers. There you go. Had you seen either of these before? Uh, No. Neither had I. I had seen part of Dead Heat on I TV that. once. Uh, yeah, because I think it was on a day we were recording. Yep, I came over and it was on your TV. Yeah, so I watched like 15 minutes of it or so. And yes. I was like, all right, I want to put a pin in that. Maybe I'll do that one at some point. Yeah, I thought, he'll never pick this. <laughs> but you did. I did. You know the weird thing about this? Hmm. And uh, yeah, I can just say it right now. Both of these movies, they were released a week apart from each other. Oh, really? Yep. That's crazy. So Dead Heat was first. I saw they were both 1988. Yep. Dead Heat was May 6th, 1988. And Maniac Cop was May 13th. Wow. 1988. Weird, huh? That is really weird. So 
Huh. You picked them because of that too? Yes. No, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, they're both on shutter as well. They are both on shutter. One thing that I want to say, I want to address in this <laughs> is, uh, we, <laughs> David, David and I have uh, a little, a phrase phrase that we use and that's called, uh, getting Joe bobbed. Yeah. So Joe Bob last drive in is on, on Fridays and, uh, on shutter. Not every Friday. It's like, I don't know how many episodes they have a season. Yeah, but I don't know. Regardless, when it's on, they show two movies. And sometimes those movies will be movies that we either have already recorded and the episode's about ready to come out or are planning on recording. Yep. So David picked uh, Maniac Cop. And then the next episode of Joe Bob was, <laughs> was Maniac, Maniac Cop. Cop. So we did not copy Joe Bob. Nor are we saying they copied us. It no. was just, just coincidence. We had it in the in the hopper, and we were planning on recording it. And yeah, it's happened to us a couple times. I remember Blood Sucking Freaks was one of them. Oh, Bride of Reanimator. They showed it on the Friday. The following Monday was our Bride <laughs> yeah, of Reanimator. It's happened to us a few times. Yeah, so we get Joe Bobbed quite a bit. Yeah. So just if you were curious, we aren't jumping on the Joe Bob train and just trying to copy what they're doing. It's just pure coincidence. No, and as a matter of fact, I mean, we watch it when we can, but yeah. we don't watch it nearly as often as, as some people that we're friends with. I know. I feel bad. I hardly ever watch. I'll just follow Twitter sometimes and I'll see what they're talking about. Yeah. I try That's to. That's how I found out about Maniac Cop. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I try to watch it as when I can, but Friday nights, sometimes I, I just can't. I just can't turn yeah. it. I just can't have it on but i try to and then it'll depend on the movie if it's a movie that you know i'm okay with watching with the family right but regardless we'll move on uh dead heat is the first movie we'll talk about this movie came out may 6 1988 david what was the number one film in the box office you said you're better with older ones this is an older one March, but that's that's May. when it, uh, may, may. okay so we're getting close six though so we're still not into blockbuster territory so it's going to be like a like a sleeper or a drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Beetlejuice. That is incorrect. Mm, I suck. <laughs> uh, the number one film that week was Colors. Colors? What's that? You never heard of Colors? Colors, no. Colors, Colors. It's a movie about gangs. Oh, okay. Isn't Sean Penn in that? I don't know. I've never so. heard of it. I think he plays a cop. Oh my Another god! Movie about cops. What? But it's about gangs and their colors, right? Okay. Blue or red? We're both wearing gray today. That's our colors. Look at us. <laughs> is it? <laughs> the swear. I think I own like two gray shirts, and this is one of them. Yeah. I think I own two. Also, this is one of them. Usually, I wear black shirts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Look at us. We should also say on our Swearwolf shirt, it comes in a variety of colors. Oh, yeah. It does. Br- Brett's wearing gray. <laughs> Number one song, May 6, 1988. I'm going to go with Get Out of My Dreams and Into My Car. No. Damn it. But uh, you want a hint? Yeah. Okay, artist, Whitney Houston. 88. What's the buddies? <laughs> All the man that I have need. He no. builds me up. He builds me up. He gives me love, <laughs> more love than I ever need. Is it not that song? It's not that song. Damn it. Where do broken hearts go? Can, can they, they find their way home? Back to the open arms of the love that's waiting there. Remember that big crescendo at the end that where do lonely hearts go? You had that dramatic pause. Yes. Ooh. 
And if somebody loves you, oh, will they always love you? Yeah. That was the, the And words. I know that you still care for, for me. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Dead Heat, written by <laughs> written by Terry Black, directed by Mark Goldblatt. Goldblatt. <laughs> Music by Ernest Troost. Troost. <laughs> Funny words today. Goldblatt and Troost. That sounds like a fucking Goldblatt and Troost. It sounds, sounds like, like a law, law firm. firm. Black. Yeah. Black. The first guy's name was Terry Black, so it's like Black. Black Goldblatt Gold and Troost. Wow. Actually, I'd do probably do Goldblatt, Troost, and Black. Or black Troot and Goldblatt. Because black and Goldblatt. That's like Goldblatt. Repeat and repeat. Yeah, that's tough. That's a mouthful. Uh, this movie stars Treat Williams as Roger Mortis. It's very clever. <laughs> I'm already I'm already irritated. <laughs> Joe Piscopo as Doug as Doug Bigelow. Male gigolo. <laughs> Piscopo Bigelow. Lindsay Frost is Randy James. Darren McGavin. It was Dr. Ernest McNabb. The old man himself. Yep. Darren McGavin uh, from uh, Christmas Story. Billy Madison, was he the dad? And he's done a shit ton of other stuff. I mean, he's passed away now, but he did a shit ton of other stuff. But in Generation X, would probably know him best as the dad in uh, Christmas Story. Yeah, Christmas Story and Happy Gilmore. Or or Billy Madison, those are my two. Billy, Billy, Billy. (sighs) When is it you're going to find what you're looking for? Here's a nice looking piece of shit. (laughs) All right. <laughs> you remember that? I, the only the only quote that I always do from Billy Madison is that Veronica Vaughn is one hot piece, piece of, of ace. <laughs> Believe me, I would know. No. Fucking Farley, dude. We got it on. Or here goes a buddy of mine. They got it on. No, they didn't. No, no. But you could imagine what it'd be like if they had. <laughs> or when the kid pees his pants and he's like, it's the coolest. It ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Peeing pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> like an old lady. Yes. <laughs> I guess I do oh. remember a lot of that movie. Yeah. Uh, who's the bad guy in that movie? Um, what's his so name? What's his face from uh, Get Out? Yeah, but he's also in um, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, yeah. That, yeah. Guy. that yeah. fucking guy. Did you see that guy's balls? <laughs> yeah, they were weird looking. <laughs> is that Norm MacDonald? No, that was a... Uh, that was a, like a kid when they're doing at oh. the end of um, Billy Madison where they're doing like the academic decathlon or whatever. Yeah. And they have like a race or something. Uh, that guy falls over and one of the kids <laughs> sees his balls. You see that guy's balls? Yeah, they were weird looking. <laughs> no, no, I gotta fucking watch that movie again. Uh, no cheating of any kind, especially with my wife, who is a dirty, dirty tramp. <laughs> okay. Also in this movie, Vincent Price. He plays Arthur P. Loudermilk. Budget? I don't have anything for budget. I can't imagine it was too good. I don't think it was too Big. costly. Box office? Can't imagine it made much. $3,588,626. All right. And 83 cents. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the plot of this movie. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So we got these two detectives. Uh, Rod- Mortis and Bigelow. <laughs> Mortis and Bigelow. And uh, there's this jewelry store that's getting robbed. Yeah. By these two fucking goons. They're very over the top. <laughs> like they're like, hug the rug. <laughs> Tell Billy to get down. Like, yeah. Ugh. Detectives Mortis and Bigelow get called to this fucking. Every cop in LA, by the way, is also there. 
Like, this is like everybody's there. Yeah, there's a lot of cops at the scene of the crime. All all cops are there. Yep. Any other crime could happen in someplace else. Yeah, this is the time to commit a crime because all of the police are very yeah. busy at you this jewelry store. You ever want to go speed? You ever want to jaywalk? Yeah. Do it now. You want to litter? You want to loiter? <laughs> litter? Whatever, whatever loiter. your pleasure. <laughs> yeah, you want to urinate in public? Yep. Knock yourself or out. Or rob another fucking jewelry store. There you go. I always thought about that too. Like, I mean, there, maybe there's been a movie about this, but set up a robbery in one place. And then do the... And then just... Commit a robbery somewhere else? Yeah. There you go. Like a bigger, better one somewhere else. So a small one, but where enough cops would go to. Yeah, to distract. Yeah. It's a great idea. Let's do that. Or if you <laughs> or if you got wind of like a crime syndicate, they're like, we're going to hit this jewelry store on this day. Be like, all right, I'm going to call the cops on them. Yeah, I'm going to fuck then, them over. And, and then, then I'll go rob this other jewelry store right close to it, but far enough away that the cops yeah. can't get there. <laughs> yeah. I like this idea. Like the cops were... At the Circle K when they should have been at the 7-Eleven. I got 50 bucks. And a fucking Slurpee. And some corn nuts, bitches. I fucking love corn nuts. (laughs) Corn nuts are the greatest thing. Pretty good. They're pretty good, but you know what? I have like this um, cap on my tooth and I've bitten into a corn nut one time and it popped it it off. And I went to the dentist and I, he said, how did it happen? I said, a corn nut. And he goes, they'll do it every time. Every time. I've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> this is like textbook corn nut. He opens up corn nut. Worst case I've ever seen. <laughs> corn nut, 97. Did you like Coke Slurpees? Uh, yeah. I think it's oh, pretty cherry, cherry Coke. Oh, yeah. Or like the blue like raspberry. The cherry with the Coke. Pretty good. You ever put rum in a Coke Slurpee? No. A rum and Coke Slurpee? No. Amazing. They used to have those Sour Patch straws. That was the ultimate. Like you take... The Coke Slurpee, you put some rum in it, you get yourself a sour straw. Oh, magic. Were, were you in heaven? It was great. How big was your boner? Uh, throbbing and gigantic. I exposed myself uh, to someone, and Good the cops couldn't do anything rough. about it because they were all at the jewelry store. <laughs> Everything according to plan. David wins again. <laughs> Just slurping my uh, delicious Coke Slurpee with my dick hanging out. Living the dream. <laughs> the guys getting arrested at the Jerusalem. They're like, what about that guy? It's <laughs> the guy with their hanging brain. Bust him. <laughs> nope. Yeah, we got bigger fish to fry, my friend. All right. Dude, this shootout also is the worst shootout ever. Yeah, no one can hit shit. <laughs> but when they do hit them, these, these robbers, they don't go down. No. They get shot a and thousand would say, times. Like, we've shot these guys so many times. Why aren't they dropping? Yeah. Like, they shot them so much that they should be cut in half at this point. <laughs> so, Detective Mortis is like... And I shouldn't say nobody's getting hit. Yeah, they're getting hit a lot. And lots of cops are dying. Yeah, lots of cops are getting <laughs> killed. So, uh, Detective Mortis tells Piscopo... I'm just going to call him Piscopo. There you go. Dude, by the way, Joe Piscopo, he's a, he, I think he's a piece of shit in real life. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> He's what? got a pretty kick-ass uh, mop of uh, of hair in this movie. <laughs> oh, his mullet? His fucking mullet. Yeah. It's like Howie Mandel, like in yeah. the 80s. Yeah, but worse. <laughs> and on steroids. Yeah. Fucking roided out and, Howie Mandel. And, and Piscopo, like, anytime his shirt is, like, like his sleeves are rolled up. He's he, got to make sure to stand sideways makes, and make his tricep pop. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, oh. he does that a lot. His arm is very straight throughout this film. Yeah. Like, he makes that tricep Oh, yeah. Pop. Make it pop. There's no way it's naturally like that. <laughs> always flexing. Yeah, always flexing that Joe Piscopo. I'll talk more about him in my review, though. <laughs> fucking slime ball. 
All right. Uh, one of the robbers oh, yeah. accidentally <laughs> blows himself up. Yeah. And I like how right before he blows up, he goes, uh-oh. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> that's like, what you say. It's like a fucking cartoon. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking wildly coyote. <laughs> yeah, he just holds up a sign. Oh, no. <laughs> Boom. And then uh, meep, meep. so Mortis gets this fucking uh, bright idea that he's going to get in a car and drive back and forth shooting at him with a shotgun. I'm like, why, why is this going to make and sense? And he takes a different cop's car. Like, well, he has his own car. He's got that sweet uh, 60 Impala convertible, but he takes the other detective's Because well, he doesn't want to wreck his own car. Yeah. But he tells that cop, he's like, can I borrow your car? And the cop says no. But he also runs by 15 cars, <laughs> other cars? on his way to that car. It's yeah. like, why not just take one of the squad cars that are right there? he hated that guy. He wanted to, <laughs> yeah. he wanted to screw with him. It was did Robert, Robert Picardo. Say, did you, yeah, did you recognize that guy? Yeah. yeah. I always think of him as the cowboy in inner space. I never saw inner Women, space. they love me. <laughs> Like, but you know that. I always remember him. You never saw Inner Space? No. Oh, that's good. I think he was on Robert Picardo. I think he was on Star Trek or something. You're shit. right. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah. Like um, Voyager? He's in one of them. He's yeah. one of the Star Trek shows, yeah. Like Deep Space Nine or something. I don't <laughs> remember. But I think he was also the principal in this show called Welcome Freshman hmm. that was on Nickelodeon in the 90s. That guy's kind of a chameleon. Like, he looks different in all of his movies. Yeah. But I can recommend different him. accents and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, he takes his car and he crashes into the guy <laughs> and kills him, I guess. They, you know, are obviously they catch the criminals, but they almost get fired. Yeah. It's like, one more time, Mortis and Bigelow. Bigelow, you've done it again. <laughs> I'm like, putting you on probation. <laughs> Next time it's your badge. And he's like, it's not me. It's not me, boss. It was both of us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like <laughs> very stereotypical yeah. cop stuff. Did you notice uh, back at that station, Piscopo, in the span of like 30 seconds, eats like a box of lemon heads, a bag of pretzels, a Slim Jim, and french fries. Listen, he's carb loading. Every cut to him, he's eating something else. He's carb loading. You think he's having having a marathon. Having a body like that, he's got to get those calories in. Exactly. Do you know that's the thing about Piscopo is like he got into bodybuilding and like really transformed his body oh yeah, yeah and people like, told him like hey, the early snl days he looked totally different yeah they were like hey you probably want to slow down otherwise they're not going to cast you because you're going to be all looking roided out yeah he and he's like i don't give a fuck i'm joe piscopo it's my body I was like, my body's a temple <laughs> i'm joe piscopo <laughs> like all right all right jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> i'm flexing for him you want to see my dick <laughs> no please it's got, it's got veins <laughs> i can make a pop I'm very vascular. <laughs> oh. oh, he's like, I don't drink much water to make the veins in my penis stick out more. <laughs> That's where I shoot up the roids. Right, right in my dick hole. <laughs> Straight to the main vein. <laughs> Get that? Because it's the main vein. I'm a comedian also. My name's Joe Piscopo. <laughs> I'm Joe Piscopo. All right. I was the star of Sarah. Fuck Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's this coroner friend of Roger, Rebecca. Rebecca Smithers. Yeah, Smithers. Uh, Excellent. She, she informs uh, these guys that these two detectives, she's like, these dead bodies, they were already dead before. In fact, I already did and, their yeah, autopsy. I've seen these guys before. And here's some Polaroids of me with them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you're banging these guys. <laughs> well, just ignore that. <laughs> next picture, next picture. <laughs> Uh, ignore the fact that I was naked with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just pay attention to the Just, fact yeah. that they that were here. They're dead. Ignore the look of pleasure on my face. 
and they have autopsy scars on them. And she remembers doing that. So, and the old man from a uh, Christmas story, yep. he shows up. He's not acting at all suspicious. Yeah, he's like, well, what is this? She must be crazy. That's preposterous. <laughs> I can't believe that. Hey, look, a squirrel. I'll be back. <laughs> I have to go collect a, a very special award. They find this chemical compound. Of course, this fucking movie. <laughs> they find this chemical compound that uh, connects the detectives to a company that uh, had ordered a great amount of it recently. So they decide to go and meet with the company's head of public relations, who is Randy James, played by Lindsay Frost, whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> uh, she gives them a tour of the facility, and uh, Piscopo's like, hey, uh, I gotta go... Uh, I gotta go pee-pee. <laughs> I gotta go pee-pee. Can you put me in the little boy's room? He like, literally says, I have to go pee-pee. Yeah. yeah. I gotta go make, uh, you know, pee-pees. I, I gotta make pee-pee. I gotta take my, my, wee, my pee-pee out. <laughs> yeah. I gotta take out the little fireman. It, All right. Oh, God, I don't want to spoil my rating but, <laughs> but like his jokes can we just talk about how bad there's nothing funny in this movie <laughs> for like a movie starring a comedian like it's not funny not at all i didn't laugh and there's like no like his delivery sucks so i can't blame it all on the writing because his delivery sucks too and you know sometimes they probably were like joe just go improvise yeah improvise like, and he better w- and he was like i gotta go pee pee i gotta make pee pee yeah Ugh. and he didn't do well like i'm blaming him yeah i'll blame him and fucking terry black yeah like something like instead of, i gotta go pee pee like hey i gotta take the world's biggest shit could <laughs> yeah. you point me in the direction and it's gonna be messy yeah it's gonna be messy and there's gonna be a lot of it <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna take a photo of it and show it to you <laughs> yeah that would have been better that would have been better it's like this is a photo of your your penis like, next picture or if he would have said something like, uh, like what uh, Steve Buscemi said in Reservoir Dogs is like, anybody know where the commode is in this dungeon? I got to take a squirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like that's better. Yeah, but yeah, no, I got to go. Joe Piscopo goes. I got to go, go pee pee. Fucking asshole. He's also being kind of pervy in the scene. He's like checking oh, out every always. woman that walks by. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, bang there. You should see my ex. He's always got the ex-wife jokes too. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, oh, my ex-wife. If you divide her weight by the number of people in Detroit you get and it's like yeah what? knock it off it's not funny <laughs> you're a fucking asshole <laughs> yeah he goes to he sneaks into the lab yeah and he encounters some like reanimated fucking goon yeah it looks like the the monster from the funhouse movie that yeah because he's Hooper got movie. like three faces yeah but here's my question if he's just reanimated is that what he looked like in real life yeah I, I was wondering that too I was like why does he have multiple faces <laughs> Like a fat biker guy with two, like two or three faces. What the, what the hell? <laughs> why? Why did that occur? I don't know. Like, and if that was what he was like in real life, then okay. Like, I feel bad for the guy. Like, he probably had to go through life getting some ridicule. But I doubt that was the case. Like, they sewed together his face with another face. Yeah. Why? And then brought him back to life. I don't know. Yeah. David. You're alive. Uh, good news and bad news. <laughs> the good news is you're alive. Oh, bad great, news. Thanks. You have multiple faces. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now we're gonna tell you to go beat up that Joe Piscopo. Yeah, he's like, well, I was gonna do that anyway. Yeah, gladly <laughs> point me in that direction. Um, but uh, but yeah, the other thing too is in this movie, these corpses, like when they reanimate, they only stay alive for like twenty four hours. Yeah, before they not even I think before they disintegrate. Yeah, they start decomposing right so away. Why take the trouble of going? Oh, we're gonna make his face look as scary as possible, just so you can have him around for twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put too much time in. Throw a mask on him, something. Yeah, just who cares? 
Well, okay, we'll get we'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> Ro- Roger, so they're fighting. Yeah, Roger's off. He finds he Roger is, Mortis. Okay, what are what's gonna happen to him? Roger <laughs> Mortis. I'm surprised they just didn't name him Rigor Mortis. Yes, that, like it would have been a little it, too on the nose. I get guess it, guys. Victor Mortis, something. <laughs> like, come on. Roger Mortis, he gets put into a... Decom- Roger Deadman. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a Deadman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, 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 no. People will see through I'll that. I'll be a dead person. Yeah. We'll just make his last name Mortis. <laughs> he gets locked in a decompression tank. It's called the asphyxiation room. Like, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> and then, uh, well, Piscopo's fighting the three-faced biker guy. Uh, they set it off, of course. And yeah, we Roger see like a gloved hand reach up and turn oh, the button yeah. on. Yeah, they, who could, who they could lock that him be? In and the gloved hand slides like Doctor Fucking Claw from Inspector yeah. Gadget. <laughs> he's like, "I'll get you. I'll asphyxiate you." Yep. <laughs> oh God, it's so stupid. So the, the the guys in there, whoever this person is that kills him, has the wherewithal to put a glove on before pushing the button. Yeah, like, just so the camera won't see my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I have liver spots. I'm very self-conscious. <laughs> well, these isotoner to, gloves are wonderful. And I don't want to give away to the audience who I am yeah. quite yet. <laughs> I, I'm certainly not the doctor from the, no, from the beginning that was acting very suspicious. <laughs> Definitely not me. But uh, he's in a decompression tank, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, if that was decompressing him, wouldn't he be like crushed? Yeah. Or if like, you were taking out you would, all like, the kind oxygen? of implode. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, like a vacuum. He just suffocates. Yeah, he suffocates. He dies. He does. He's dead. He dead. (sighs) End of movie. (laughs) So somehow, right after he dies, Doug and Rebecca, the doctor or the 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 coroner, coroner. somehow have free reign of this entire laboratory. Yeah, like there's no police. The staff, the police. Yeah, but no one's around. Like the, the staff? staff got sent home, dude. There was a murder here. You get to go home early when there's someone dies in your place. That's of work. true. It's a rule. I yeah. think so. Everybody gets to go. But no, they got free reign. It's of, like getting uh, an A on your test. Like if your roommate yeah, like, commits suicide. <laughs> Dead man on campus. <laughs> I love that movie. The movie cracks me up. That movie's fucking hilarious. Here's your dildo. Like, <laughs> like oh wow, math award. Uh, um. Yes. But yeah, they have free reign of the entire facility. And so they're like, hmm, we can bring people back to life. She immediately figures out how the machine works. Yeah. It's simple code on that. Yeah, on that. yeah you put the person on the table and boop, boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Yeah, they just have to type in a few little things. Make the beep, boop noises yep. while you do it. <laughs> Fire it up. They put Roger on there because they're like, why not bring Roger back? Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> We're in the reanimating corpses business mm-hmm. now. Uh, they bring him back from the dead. He says he feels good, but he has no heartbeat. Yeah. And the doctor comes in again. The uh, Devin. Yeah, Darren the McGavin. dead from A Christmas Story. And uh-huh. again, not acting at all shady. Uh-huh. Like, oh, there's got to be some sort of explanation for this. Yep. He's not dead. So Rebecca, the coroner, she says that he has only about 12 hours. Yeah, before he decomposes. Yep. And he, she says, he has twelve hours before the reanimation process ends, and he dissolves into a puddle of mush. Yeah, it sounds fun. Roger decides to use this time to find the person who did this to him. Revenge. So him and Piscopo are on a mission now. Yeah, the clock is a ticking. Yeah, this is when we get the whole. He puts the makeup on, the lipstick. Yeah, and he's like, 
this is a, one line that stuck out that I thought was so fucking not funny. Yeah. Like he puts the lipstick on, Treat Williams does, and he looks at uh, Joe Piscopo and he's like, uh, does this color look good? And he's like, yes, it really brings out your eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's not funny. Wait, where, what are you? Are yeah. you a comedian? Stupid. Like, cause that's clearly not funny. Yeah. Make a Maybelline joke or something. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> maybe, L'Oreal or maybe something. Maybe he's born with it. Yeah. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> But no, uh, they go to Randy's house. That was the the PR lady. The PR lady. She sounds like Kathleen Turner. Every time she talks, like her voice, <laughs> very Jessica Rabbit. Uh, they go to her house and um, they're talking shit to her, and she's about ready to leave. But Joe Piscopo starts looking through her shit, and he finds like her underwear. And yeah. he like makes a lewd comment there too. Like everything this guy does in this movie he's just, just piss, pisses me off even more. Yeah, he's just a pervert. And it's yes. like you're trying to hit on this chick. Like, has that ever does that routine ever worked of you just being a sleaze? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think any girl's like, oh, that guy. Wow. He's so sleazy. Yeah, I really like him. I think I'm, I'm falling I'm, for him. I'm gonna fuck him right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. No. No. Ch- chicks don't dig that. Guys don't dig that. No. Fucking douchebags. <laughs> yeah, but he's going through her stuff, he finds a tape. And he's like, what's this? Like, oh. A VHS tape. Yeah. And he puts he's like, it that's in. personal. No. Yeah. And he's like, well, there's got to be a tape player around here somewhere. I'm like, no. Yeah. It's the 80s. <laughs> and so he puts it in, and it's Vincent Price talking to her. And he's like, I've given you, I'm giving you everything. Yeah. Whatever the fuck he says. I don't even know. <laughs> Something like that. They really turn it off pretty quick. But she says that that's her dad. He owned the company. But it's not really her dad, right? Don't no, we find, we find out, that later out later it's not her that dad. That it's not her dad. It's just like some guy who, like, took a liking to her. Yeah. And she was like his protege. She was dying. Yeah. And then they gave her, she's, she's dying. Like she's reborn. She's, she's a dead. Yeah. Spoiler. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. She's dead. She was brought back to life. Yeah. We was, don't find that out till like the very end. We but, don't, but who but, cares? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> so it's not really her dad. It's just some guy who's like using her. Who just likes young blondes. <laughs> yeah. And he brought her back to life and he's like, I'm going to make you live forever, but you got to do what I tell you to do. And she's like, okay. Yeah. But before like they can really find out what's going on, a bunch of a couple of corpses burst into the the house and there's another shootout. Another shootout and uh this is where Detective Mortis takes a bunch of bullet shots and realizes that he can get shot a bunch of times and not die because yeah. he's already dead. That backyard of hers is pretty sweet too. She had a nice pool. Uh-huh. She had a jukebox. Did you see that? No, I didn't. And it was outside. Yeah, because sometimes when you're taking a swim you want to listen to music. But a jukebox. A full-size jukebox. I don't have Not that. covered? Yeah, you what probably want to cover it. Yeah, I don't know. But it was Dust cool. storm or something. But it was a nice place. I was like, this house is way too nice for somebody who's a PR person. But... But, and in it, we find out why. Yeah. They decide to go play a visit to Loudermilk's tomb. When they're there, they see this numeric code. This is just Roger and... and oh, Randy. yeah, this is skipping ahead, but yeah. Well, this is right after this. No, because we meet, like, Roger has to change, like, because he's all shot up. And then uh, we meet the guy from Gizmo, or from Gizmo. We meet the guy from Gremlins. Oh, yeah, the... Uh, Gizmo's owner? Yeah. The yeah. Asian guy? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, all those animals come back, come to life? Yeah, he's got one of those reanimation machines in his <laughs> shop. And it brings, like, dead ducks <laughs> and a dead pig. Yeah, because it's like an Asian butcher. Yeah, and it brings all these animals back. Yeah. And but they're like, all skinless. There's, like, a weird fight scene. Yeah. That goes on way too long where chicken wings and ducks and like a slab of beef like attack them. Even though none of these things have eyeballs, 
they can still attack apparently. Yeah. And they can still be brought back to life without any like fucking organs. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. No. All right. But let's skip ahead now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So the Roger and Randy uh, leave Piscopo aside because he, I don't know, for some reason he's like, I'll meet up with you guys later. And then we never see him until yeah, they we do. split up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they find him dead, hanging like upside down, upside down from a fish tank into a fish submerged. Tank. Yeah. yeah. I was I was so thankful. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of glad too. It's like, all right, Piscopo's dead. Piscopo's dead. And but I, I was surprised too. I was too because I figured he was going to be like the main guy through the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I like how right after he's dead, that the Randy character takes the time to take a shower. Yeah, she's very upset about it, so she's going to go take a shower. Yeah. And this is where we find out that she's actually dying, or she was actually reborn, re- reanimated. And she was promised that she would get a full normal life if she cooperated and helped out yeah so they lied to her yeah and now she decomposes very quickly <laughs> she goes from being very attractive and totally normal to a puddle of goo in the span of like 30 seconds yeah and her skull talks yo yeah it's like sorry so she says and she goes maybe it's maybelline like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't remember what she says she talked but, like dr claw i don't know yeah Roger figures out that that they found a numeric code somewhere. It was like in his tomb of uh, Loudermilk's tomb. Yeah, I don't know why. Vincent Price. And why did his tomb have a lamp? Because it was written on a lampshade, and there was a telephone in there. Yeah. Why? Well, he sees the numbers, and he's like, "Hmm, I got it." And he figures out that the numbers correspond to the numbers on a telephone, which have letters that correspond to it. And if he can just figure it out. Yeah. He figures it out real quick. He does. And it's the license plate of the doctor, the Christmas story, dad, doctor. Oh, okay. That uh, makes way more sense. What'd you think it was? Well, cause he spells out body doc. Yeah. And I was like, and then he puts it together that it's the doctor. I didn't put together that it was the license plate. I was oh, like, no, yeah. how did he, why wouldn't the guy just put his name? <laughs> Why did he put well, Christmas what? Xmas story and, dead? And why and why did he write it at all? Yeah. Why because did, they were working together. Yeah. So why, Vincent Price and, and the doctor are working together. So why did he write it down on the lampshade at all? I don't know. Or because the, then later on, Vincent Price says that it was a different person that was buried in his tomb. Did that person write, write it? it? And if so, why? And why did they write I it don't, in code? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> what happened? I was like, I'm playing Episcopal. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> but yes, it was the license plate because they they distinctly okay. show it. That makes way on. more sense. Okay. The thugs uh, from the Chinese restaurant or the butcher or whatever, they, they're outside waiting for him. Yeah. And he confronts that corner. Yeah. And they're like, yep, it was me the whole time. And we're not going to kill you because you're going to die naturally. But. We're not going to watch you die either. Yeah. Like we're the just, whole James Bond villain. Yeah. We're just going to put you in a van that's soundproof so no one can hear you scream. And we'll just assume everything goes fine. Yep. And we'll lock you. Yeah. We'll handcuff you. And then you. we'll go about our business. Yeah. By the way, the coroner, Rebecca, she's in there and she's dead. Yeah. Everybody dies in this. Yeah. All the main characters die. And he says like, Rebecca, I always thought we'd end up together, but not like this. <laughs> He banged her anyway. You know, you know he did. He did. He's alone in there. It's soundproof. No there one was can, about two minutes of can see. Yeah. footage that we didn't see. Yeah. He totally committed necrophilia. But even it, it's not, though, because he's dead, too. Yeah. It's legal. Yeah. I was dead there the whole go. time. 
All right. Well, there's both no of law. you are dead. Uh, it's a little, but it's a little sketchy. Because what about consent? Yes, there is no consent. There's no consent, so yep. it's still, it's still, it's still rape. Rape. Yep. Way to go. You're going to jail. He's like, well, I'm going to be dead. It's like, well, <laughs> death penalty then. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Dissolve. <laughs> Roll the credits. And done. But he gets locked in there. Well, somehow he puts the he, ambulance into neutral. Yeah, or he releases the parking brake or yeah. something. And, and that, it yeah. goes down the highway. Massive collisions. Explosion. Yep. And uh, he blows up, but he comes out of it alive still. And he crawls out of a body bag. Why did he wait that long? They put him in a body bag, and then he like unzips it and gets out. Why did he do that? Maybe he was knocked unconscious. Why didn't he just get out? Maybe he was knocked unconscious. I don't know. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm, skepti- I'm skeptical. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. <laughs> No, he wouldn't have been knocked out. So he, he looks awesome though when he gets out of the bag. Awesome. I thought he looked pretty cool. Okay. Like the the zombie makeup, I, I thought guess. was pretty neat. He looked just fucked up. Yeah. He looked like Two Face. Yeah, like yeah, he did. Tommy Lee Jones in, uh, in Batman, Batman Forever. Forever. <laughs> Kiss from a rose on the way. Ooh, baby, baby. Oh, did you know that when it snows, <laughs> the movie Dead Heat came out in 88? <laughs> Baby, <laughs> I watched your basketball. <laughs> I compare you to a basketball. <laughs> I have to take a pee pee. <laughs> Ooh. It would be funnier if Joe Piscopo wouldn't have said, I have to take a pee pee if he was like, I have to take a piss. Capo. <laughs> yes, there's your joke. <laughs> and he does a little, like, snappy finger, little gun, finger Capo. guns. Capo. I have to take a piss. Capo. Because it's a shit. <laughs> the capo is the poop part. Just to be clear. <laughs> I gotta take a shit. <laughs> Capo. <laughs> that would have been that would have been good too. Excuse me, do you have a bathroom? I have to shit. And just leave it at that. <laughs> I want to see that in a movie one time. Like, why do you have to tell somebody what you have to do in there? Yeah. Where's the restroom? I have to shit. Yeah. <laughs> like you could just end that sentence with like, there's only the a couple things you gotta do it. Yeah, where's your bathroom? I'm a compulsive masturbator and I need privacy. Like, oh, okay. It's down the hall. The left or the right? I don't want to jerk off in a closet on accident. It's that happened on the, once, it's on the that left. That happened once at a party. Not everything turned not, out so well. Not good. Oh, Christ almighty. Yeah, you don't really have to tell people what no. you have to do in a bathroom. Just say, like, hey, can you tell me where your bathroom is? Yeah, they have an internal clock that's running. Based on how long you're gone, they'll know what you did. Yeah, and they're like, and go. Yep. 45 seconds, and pee you're pee. back? That's you want pee. pee and Hopefully washed your hands thoroughly. Yes. A minute and a half to two minutes, you went pee and washed your hands thoroughly and looked in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Anything over five, you, you took pooped. a shit. Yeah. yeah we 20 minutes, this. you pooped and did a lot of stuff on your phone. <laughs> you were in a mean game of Candy Crush. Yeah, exactly. You needed to beat the level before you could stand up because you have OCD. <laughs> I'm not talking from experience or anything. <laughs> um, okay. What the fuck happens? So he gets out of the body bag. He's oh, and now he's like, I'm gonna go. He takes the cop's gun and a motorcycle. Yeah, did you notice that too? He's like, give me your gun. Yeah, I'm the a cop's cop. like, the okay, cop like, okay. Get your own gun, asshole. <laughs> yeah, if you're a cop. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was weird. Like, yeah, here you go. 
That's the least weird thing in this movie, though. <laughs> so they go back. Now, Louder Milk is alive. And he's got... That's Vincent Price. Yeah, and he's doing a pitch, like a sales pitch. He's like, all right, guys. Here's the, here's the scoop. Yeah. I'll give you eternal life, basically. To you sell me, it to rich people. Yep. You give me half your fortune, and I will give you all eternal life. Yeah. And because Why you is have he a, selling it to the Asian guy? Doesn't the Asian guy already know that this happens? He's got a machine at his shop. Yeah. I guess so. Or is he part of the board that's selling? I don't know. It's weird. It's like a fucking pyramid scheme. Yeah. He's like, you see, then you tell a couple friends. And then the Asian guy brought all those people in. He's like, I did what you told me to do. Yeah. I brought the requisite amount of people. No. It's like, but they have to buy. Yeah. Or else you got to go get more. Yeah. Like, Fuck. Don't, don't worry. As soon as they buy, then you get more money. Yeah. It's like, I can't go back to slinging mogwais in Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Fuck. Are they going to show the example of, of how this machine works to everybody and whose body do they use? Yeah, this is smart. Let's Joe use a, Piscopo. Let's use a cop. <laughs> so they bring Piscopo back to life. Well, fucking Roger comes in and he starts shooting up the place and he kills everybody except for the doctor and Vincent Price. Yeah. And... Piscopo comes to life and the doctor's like, kill, kill him. him. And he's mindless at this point, right? Yeah, and he says that he's been dead too long, or he's been dead so long that if we ran, reanimate him, his brain is damaged that he's not going to be able to remember who, who he was or who you are. Yeah. But then he does. But then he does. And then they both turn. Because he reminds him of the lipstick joke, right? Yep. Was that what it was? Yeah, he's like, remember the lipstick? Remember, remember that it really, out my really eyes? funny joke you told? <laughs> remember when you had to go pee-pee? And yeah. I said, you should have said piss. Capo. Yeah. And then you said, maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> and we all laughed. <laughs> he's like, I don't remember any of that, actually. I just remember he's saying. Like, well, that's the way it happened. That's the way it should have happened. Yeah, you were taking a giant shit. Yeah. And I was trying on lipstick. <laughs> In the same room. Mm-hmm. In the same stall. <laughs> It's awkward. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I do remember all that. Roger? And he's like, Joe Piscopo. And it's like, yeah, we're friends. Yeah, we're buddies. Why am I choking you? I don't know. Could, <laughs> you, then, could you stop? And then they stop. And then uh, they he immediately remembers everything then. Yeah. Now he remembers his whole life. <laughs> and then they go after uh, Darren McGavin. Yeah. McNabb, I think, is the character. Whatever. Whatever. The old man. <laughs> the old man. Um, Leg lamp. They kill him. Well, no, he kills himself. Oh yeah, he shoots. He shoots himself with an Uzi. Yeah, <laughs> he sticks the Uzi in his mouth and pulls the trigger. Yeah, and then Roger's like, "You cheated me." No, yeah. he really was wanting his revenge. Yep. So they decide, well, let's resurrect him. Yeah, let's bring him back so we can kill him. And then they resurrect him, and then they go, "You want to see what would happen if we resurrect somebody who's already been resurrected?" Yeah. What's going to happen? And then they do it, and then he blows up. <laughs> yeah, he explodes. And then Loudermilk, uh, the Vincent Price character, he pleads with them. Because like, they're going to destroy the machine. Yeah, he's like, don't destroy the machine. Yeah, they do. And he's like, I'll give you eternal life. I'll give you whatever you want. Don't destroy it. And like, we're already dead, dude. And then the two walk away after they destroy it. And they have a conversation of like, you know, this is our death day. We're going to share the same death day so we can go do whatever we want. And then uh, Piscopo's like, I want to be reincarnated as a girl's bicycle seat. Yeah, fucking, which was not pervert. funny. He says, you know, Roger, I think this could be the end of a beautiful friendship. Ah, very clever. Casablanca joke. Yep. <laughs> okay, I have a question. <laughs> I, oh, Vincent Price. So is he immortal? Yeah, he must be. Okay. Well, I, 
question answered. <laughs> I just didn't understand it. Like, yeah, because he was brought back to life. So build another machine. Okay. So this movie is awful. <laughs> just awful. One of the worst films I've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, wow. Not the worst okay. film, but definitely up there in the conversation for worst film we've ever reviewed. Oh, wow. Joe Piscopo was funny, I guess, on Saturday Night Live. But he is so unfunny in this movie, and I think like in everything in his life, in life, <laughs> that it's hard to believe that at one point in time he was popular. Like we were too young, and we've only seen clips. And usually it was the just the Sinatra that, thing, right? Usually the clips involve Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah. So that's what makes it funny. But Joe Piscopo, I think by himself, like thought that he was a bigger star on Saturday Night Live than he actually was. And when he left Saturday Night Live and was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like Eddie Murphy. And he fucking failed miserably. Then everybody realized quickly how much of a fucking A, douchebag he was. And B, untalented motherfucker he was. (laughs) And I can say this shit now because in real life, I think Joe Piscopo is a slime ball. But you can look it up on your own and figure out why I think all that. (laughs) Or you can just believe me and understand that Joe Piscopo is a douche sore. He's a douche sore. I don't know what I was trying to say. Douchesaurus. I don't know why I was gonna make him into a fucking like a douchesaurus rex. <laughs> douchesaurus rex. I don't know why I turned him into a fucking douchesaurus. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Treat Williams bland. Yeah, He's it's so just boring. Boring. Highlights. Darren McGavin was actually really good in this role. Yeah, I kind of liked seeing him and as Vincent a villain. Price. Yeah, Vincent Price is always. A, it was yeah. a treat. They at least can act. Yeah. And they did okay with given such a shit script. I don't understand why they were bringing the bad guys back to life. Did, and having that's another rob- one of my questions. Yeah. Why, why the side hustle of robbing? Like, wouldn't you want to keep this on the DL? They were going to sell the gift of eternal life to all the rich people. Yeah, and make a they already bunch got of money. money. Buy the jewels if you yeah. want. And Vincent Price was rich. Yeah. And Darren McGavin was rich. Yeah. Why? Why do this? Yeah. Yeah, the the uh, I'm glad you brought that up. The robbery stuff made no sense. Like why are they having like this little mini crime syndicate? I don't know. I wrote <laughs> I wrote it's rather dumb. <laughs> it's rather dumb. That's the sentence. It's rather dumb. The whole movie is dumb. Half a Pamela Voorhees head. Damn Fuck son. This movie. I hate this movie. I hate this movie. It's not the worst movie I've ever done, but I fucking hate this movie. It's so stupid. That's fun. Uh, I liked this movie more than you. I did not like this movie, but I liked it more than you. Um, I thought some of the zombie effects and makeup and stuff was fine. It was very cheesy. Like, this reminds me of, um, I'm going to compare it to much better movies, but in the late 80s and early 90s, you had a bunch of action movies that were like kid movies, but made for adults. Like K-9. No, no, no. I'm talking more like um, Total Recall, like movies that have... Oh, okay. That are for grownups, but immature, like, but it would still appeal to kids, like RoboCop, like stuff like that. It was just very over the oh. top. So there was some of that stuff that I enjoyed. Effects and gore and violence was fun. But the humor for a comedy, and this movie's billed as a horror comedy. Yeah. It, there's no comedy there's no to comedy. be found. It's not funny. No. No, and all the none of the performances, other than the couple that you pointed out, were were good. Uh, it was just not effective on any level. It wasn't effective as a comedy, and not effective as a horror film. So <laughs> it, I, I give it a one and a half. Oh gosh, oh gosh, really? Well, yeah. I guess that because I could one. watch it like with you and rip on it. And it doesn't mean it's a good movie, no, though. But it just means we're funnier. But this is on a level <laughs> like this is a level above like your poultry geists and your. Yeah, you're well, ginger dead men. Listen, 
it's not much of a level. If it's <laughs> it, a level, I mean, it's it, a one overall, so it's it's still pretty. It's bad. like if uh, if by level you mean we went up like half a flight of stairs, and that's the level. Okay, maybe, but not much. No, no, no. But we move on. The following week, we're treated to Maniac Cop. Now, I'll tell you this: Maniac Cop came out a week later. Yeah, and uh, the number one movie on the number Wait, one. I think I can guess the number one movie. Hold on. I'm just going to tell you, they're not the same. That's awesome. As the week prior. Okay. So both of them are different. Because I was thought, oh, well, will the number one movie and the number one song still be the same the next week? May 13th, 1988. Number one movie was? I'm going to go with Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood. You are correct. Yeah. Good job. How'd you figure that one out? May 13th. And I know that movie came out in 88. I was like, I think it was, and I think it recently had its anniversary, so... Mm-hmm. I put it all together. Good job, man. I'm going to probably screw up the song, though. Okay. Number one song. I'm going to go with Kokomo by the Beach Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take it. That was on the soundtrack to Cocktail. Ah, Starring Tom Cruise. Down to Piscopo. He has to go pee-pee on the shore. (laughs) (laughs) That's where he wants to go. Fucking Joe Piscopo. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Kokomo, though, is it? No. Damn it. It's a little song by an artist by the name of Terrence Trent Darby. Oh, is it Wishing Well? Well, is there another song by Terrence Trent Darby? Sign your name across my heart. Is that the song? No. Oh, wait, that's a good song. Wishing well, kiss and tell. Wishing well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sign your name across my heart I want you to be my baby I don't think that's the same song, is it? I don't know <laughs> Who cares? I like that song, Wishing Well, though Damn That song's fucking good <laughs> It's got that Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> It's like putting on the hits Oh, yeah It's like Is it the oh, 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 oh? Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, we'll listen to it later. Written yeah. by Larry Cohen, directed by William Lustig, music by Jay Chataway. This movie stars Bruce Campbell as Officer Jack Forrest, Tom Atkins as Lieutenant Frank McRae, Lauren Landon as Officer Teresa Mallory, Robert Zadar as Officer Matt Cordell, slash the Maniac Cop. The Maniac Cop. Richard Roundtree as Commissioner Pike. Shift. I saw Richard Damn Roundtree right. in person. Did you? One time. Yeah, I used to work at a golf course out in uh, L.A., and there was a charity event, and he was playing in it. I mean, it was a small charity event. Yeah. It was a small golf course, and it's Richard Roundtree. It's not like he was super famous in 1998, <laughs> uh, but I saw him, and I was like, that's Richard Roundtree. <laughs> uh, budget for this film was $1.1 million. Not a big 1. budget. 1. okay. Do you think the box office was greater than or less than $1.1 million? I'm going to say less than, but I'm going to say it made it up like in VHS because they made sequels, so it had to make money. But I'm going to say box office less. Box office was $671,382 less than. You win. Yes. The price is right. All right, the plot to this movie. Uh, we're in New York City. The World Trade Center right off the bat. Yep. That always makes me sad. Me too. When I see the World Trade Center in in fucking movies. I saw another movie recently and I was just like, oof. It makes me feel weird. Made my heart drop. But uh, anyway, New York City, a waitress is on her way home 
She gets assaulted by some muggers. Yup. She goes and runs and hides. Yeah, she kind of fights him off. Yep. She sees a cop off in the distance. She runs to him. Help me. Help me, help me. Help me. Well, <laughs> nope. <laughs> he kills her. Yeah. He strangles her and breaks her neck. And the yeah. end. <laughs> Roll the credits. Uh, so there's a number of murders that happen happen actually there's this one there's some guy there's a few yeah some guy who's out on a date with his girlfriend and they stop at a red light and a cop comes up and like taps on the window yeah because they're making out at the red light makes him get out makes him get out of the car and then the cop like fucking slashes him because he's and got it, like a billy club but it's got a it's knife, got a knife. yeah he Do slashes him have knives in i don't think so not anymore <laughs> not since maniac Cop. no and then he throws his body against the windshield, and then the chick drives off. Uh, that's a one. What's another one? Those are the two, like, first that kind of kick everything off. Because the cops arrest the two thugs from the park at the beginning. And they tell them, like, it wasn't us. Because they saw it. They said yeah. it was a cop, and it was a really big guy. Yeah. Tom Atkins. He's uh Frank McRae. Yeah. He's on the case, and he doesn't believe anything. No, he's talking to the coroner. He's got a glorious mullet. I don't know if you caught that mullet. It's magical. It didn't. It's a full-blown Kentucky waterfall. <laughs> Something to behold. Atkins believes that there's somebody on the force who's doing all yeah, this. Yeah, he thinks it's a cop. Yep. And uh, he starts piecing everything together, and he puts together a file. And he goes to this lady who works for the news station. And he's like, release this story. Yeah. But apparently they had gone out on a date. Yeah, there was a romantic history there for sure. Yeah. Tom Atkins, uh, something I was thinking about, that dude drinks in every movie. Does he? Can you think of any movie with Tom Atkins where he's not pounding beers or drinking a cocktail or anything? Off the top of my head, no. Yeah, right? I, I don't know all his whole full catalog. Uh, maybe Escape from New York. I don't know if he drinks in that one. But I just feel like Tom's always... I always picture him having a beer or whiskey or something. <laughs> well... Whenever I think of him, I think of him as a detective. Yeah. And this movie doesn't disappoint. <laughs> no. I mean, I know in Halloween 3, he's not a detective, but he, he kind acts of like is. One. Right. He's like Quincy. Like, he's a doctor, but he also is a detective. Yeah, he's a sleuth. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. He's awesome. But he goes to the news, and he's like, hey, put this out on the news. Here's a file for you. And she does. Yep. And then the whole city's in, in a panic. Everyone's afraid of cops. Everybody's afraid of cops. Nobody trusts them. I mean... Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Timely. Yeah. But uh, this lady's in her car and her car won't start. And a cop comes up and like asks her to roll down the window and she shoots him in the shoots face. Him and kills him. <laughs> and it's Yikes. just a young cop trying to do his job. But now the police officers. Now, why wouldn't they be more pissed off at Tom Atkins at this point? Yeah, because they know it was him. Yeah. And I thought that was funny because in the news story, the lady says something like there's an ano- there was an anonymous tip or something. It's like. Now, we'll be interviewing uh, Frank McRae from the police department to ask him some questions. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing is, is like, if that was the case and, and Tom Atkins' character did say that it was a cop, all those cops would, would be, pissed. Pissed at, be pissed at him. And yeah. those lieutenants and the chief of police and the mayor, they'd be like, fuck this guy. Well, Roundtree was pissed. Yeah, but I, like more pissed than they oh, were. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking like, like You're death. suspended. <laughs> like, or, yeah, death. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Like, definitely in a movie. Like, when a cop goes against a cop, like, yeah. they end up dead. <laughs> dead. Dead. Um, this is where we meet Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell and his wife. Ellen, they got some marriage problems. Yep, and he's like, I gotta go out on duty. I gotta work, yeah. So he dresses up in his cop uniform, and he's going out on duty. And as soon as she goes, or he goes out, uh, the phone rings, and Ellen answers, and there's somebody says, why is Jackie killing people? And she's like, oh. And we get the sense that we... She suspects that her husband 
is the killer. That's kind of the way the I maniac took it. cop. Yeah. Yeah. And so she goes and follows him and he goes to this hotel or motel. Mm-hmm. And she gets into the room. She thinks she's going to find uh, him killing somebody, I think is kind of what she thought might be happening. But no, she finds him. Fucking he's not the killer. He's, he's Mr. Plow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They calm her down, but then she runs off. Like she pulls a gun on him. Yep. Yeah. And she gets abducted. Yeah as, soon as she, yeah. as soon as she runs away, she gets pulled into a van. The next day, Bruce Campbell is pulled aside by his chief of police and, uh, He's like, your wife was just found dead. In and the motel room. In the motel so the killer room that put you were at. the body back in there. Yep. And so he's like, fuck. Well, shit. <laughs> and now Oh, and we also him. found that your wife had journals in which she said that she suspected you of being the killer. And she had been saving clippings about the murders yeah. from the newspapers. Like, none of this looks good for you. Nope. So they arrest him. And he doesn't want to give up the name of who he was with, who he was fucking, because it was another police officer. Right. And he doesn't want to ruin her career. Yeah. And he tells Tom Atkins all this and he believes him. Yep. So Tom Atkins, he must tell him who the girl is. Because he does. Tom yeah. Atkins goes and meets up with her. She's working undercover as a hooker and she immediately gets attacked yeah. uh, by the, uh, and that's, yeah, he's on his way to go visit her and she gets attacked by the maniac cop. Yep. And he shows up just in time. Yep. And they both try to shoot him and he takes a couple bullets and he doesn't go down. Yeah. He gets away. And he runs away. Tom Atkins tells her he takes her out for a drink surprise surprise <laughs> and he says here's the key to my apartment i want you to go stay there because they don't know where that is yeah and i feel like bruce campbell's getting framed for all of this and you guys are gonna if the killer knows that you two are involved yep he's gonna come after you yep tom atkins goes to see the only person yep. that she told about the affair yep who is uh sally noland and he follows her yeah to a warehouse and she meets up with the maniac. Yeah, cop. she sees. Yeah, he sees the two of them talking. Yep, and uh, she calls him Matt because his name was Officer Matt Cordell. Yep, and uh, Tom Atkins looks up Matt Cordell and he finds out that he was imprisoned in Sing Sing. Yep, for police police brutality. He was closing in on corruption in City Hall and essentially got framed. It sounded like because he was he was basically a hero cop. Yep, and he got the shit kicked out of him in prison. To the point where he died. Yeah. And Sally was his girlfriend. Yep. They were lovers. They were lovers. Now, when he saw them talking, did she see him? Because remember, he makes a noise. And she turns around and shoots. But I don't know if she actually saw that it was him. I don't think she sees She just knows that somebody was there, right? Yeah. And then she hears it. But then there's like a cat. And she's like, oh, it's just a fucking cat. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I was like, did Tom step on a cat? Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? Like, knock something over, make a noise, and step on a poor, poor little kitty cat? <laughs> so Tom Atkins takes uh, Mallory to go visit uh, Bruce Campbell in prison, and they tell him that they think it's m this Cordell guy and that he's was never dead, and that he's out there killing people to get revenge on him being unjustly framed and, and, and killed in prison. And so... Tom Atkins goes to the clerical room when Sally approaches and attacks him. <laughs> yeah. And she starts beating the shit out of him. And um, she's like, now he's going to kill me because he knows that I led you to him. He doesn't have any use for me anymore. And then all of a sudden, uh, Matt, the maniac cop, arms pop out of a window and pulls her in. Yeah. And kills her. And kills her. So yeah. Sally's dead. And now Frank and Matt are fighting. And then... Uh, 
Bruce Campbell and Mallory, they break out of the interrogation room and they find that all these cops are dead. dead. They're all hanging or they're all just dead on the floor. And Jack or Bruce Campbell tells Mallory to go out to the car and wait for him. Yeah. And she goes out to the car. He wants to go save Frank. Yep. And so he goes up to go get Frank. She's out in the car. And um, this is when Atkins get gets thrown. Gets got. <laughs> yeah, he gets thrown from the top of the building. And lands on the car. And lands on the car. He that did. was a bummer, man. It was a bummer. When he died, I was like, oh, uh, I know. No. Tom Atkins, no. And then everybody thinks that it was Bruce Campbell who did it. Of course. Because he broke out of jail and yeah. he was the one who did and all And everyone's shit. dead. Yep. So uh, Jack gets a, a bright idea. He's like, I'm going to pose as Frank and I'm going to go to Sing Sing and I'm going to see if I can find out what's up. Yeah, because... Tom Atkins had an appointment to meet with the medical with the examiner yep. at Sing Sing. So they just used that appointment. So they find out that the medical examiner, examiner released the maniac cop to Sally, convinced that he was brain dead, not fully physically dead. He was just brain dead. So she could, she could have his body. Yeah. And that <laughs> he would never reason. be a danger because he was yeah. Yeah, pretty messed up. Yeah. But when, when, in, uh, when he was, the body was brought to him, he was shocked to find out he actually wasn't dead. He had a slight pulse. Yeah. Now it's the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Oh, yeah. We get a little Sam Raimi. Did you catch that cameo? <laughs> yeah. 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 He was the news, the news reporter. reporter. Yep. Mallory goes to warn the commissioner, who is Richard Roundtree, and the captain. And they don't want to believe her. And they they arrest her. And she tells him, he's going to be after you. Yep. Both of you. Yep. Well, no sooner does she tell him that <laughs> than he kill, then the maniac cop comes in and kills both of them. Yep. And then he goes after Mallory and uh, the policeman who's like guarding her, that creepy policeman. Yeah, he was kind of pervy yeah. at first. And yeah. then it sounded like he just wanted details about the case. But at first it sounded like he was going to rape her or something. Yeah. It was weird. Like he was going to be like, yeah, if you just get with me. Yeah. Anyway, so she escapes through a window and... Bruce Campbell's. Well, and, and we should also say they're handcuffed, uh, handcuffed together, which I thought was cool because the cop kills the, uh, the other cop. The maniac cop kills the other cop and she has to drag his body. Yeah. But she finally gets out of the handcuffs and she escapes out through the window and is walking like, like, you know, in movies where they walk on the ledge. Right. Yeah. And so she escapes. Bruce Campbell's down on the ground level and he sees her and he's like exposes himself. No, doesn't. <laughs> he whips out his dick. He's like, all the cops are down the street. I'm going to take my dick out. <laughs> no, he exposes himself out in public. And then uh, the cops are like, hey, isn't that Bruce Campbell? Yeah. Throw him in the paddy wagon. So they do. And then... Uh, and then Matt Cordell steals the paddy wagon. And he, he drives, drives it off to the warehouse. The back. Yep. And so Mallory comes down and she grabs some fucking cop. And she's like, "Take go to the warehouse. That's where he's going. And the cop's like, okay. <laughs> so they go down there. And, uh, of course, the maniac cop is there. And he kills the fucking freshman cop that comes that drove Mallory down there. Because he opens the back of the paddy wagon they like with an axe and opens it up. So Bruce Campbell gets out. Yep. There's a fight that happens. Yeah, because the cop tries to drive away. So he's driving away in the paddy wagon. Jack jumps on the side of it, and they're fighting. And uh, while they're fighting, there's a pipe or something that's hanging. Oh, yeah. And it slams through the windshield yeah. and impales Cordell. Yep. And they go into the water. And Jack bails, yep. like, right as the the truck is plummeting into the water, the river. Yeah. And then... The truck gets fished out, and, and we see... Cordell's hand. We see his hand. Pop up out of the water. Yep. So I guess they, they realized that he didn't commit the murders, that Bruce Campbell didn't. 
Like, I don't know how they realize that. Like, there's no body. Dude, that's funny. The last sentence in my note says, are there any living witnesses that Jack isn't the killer? Yeah. <laughs> that was my thing, too. Is like, uh... Yeah. I guess uh, maybe we find out in Maniac Cop 2. I don't I know. I guess there's an extended version that um, the mayor who thinks that Cordell is dead relaxes in his office. And then after his assistant leaves, Cordell appears from behind the curtain and murders the mayor off screen. Oh. That's like an extended version. Well, that would have been cool. Yeah, but that didn't happen in this version, so huh, we, can't, we can't rate it on no. that. Um, what are your thoughts on this movie? Um, this was a first-time viewing for you also, It right? was, Me yeah, too. and this is a movie I've been wanting to see for a long time. I've heard mixed things about it. It was okay. Um, I love Tom Atkins in anything. Tom Atkins is yet to make any movie that I can think of that I didn't like him in it. Yes. He's, there's movies that he's in that I don't like. But Tom Atkins is always great. I thought he did a really good job in this movie. Uh, I liked Bruce Campbell, even though his character wasn't particularly likable. He kind of grows uh, and becomes more likable. The story itself, I think there's a lot of, not necessarily, well, plot holes and just things that you have to suspend your disbelief. There's quite a bit of that in this movie. All of the kills are off screen. None of the kills are particularly creative. They all pretty much involve the cop either choking somebody or slashing them. I would have liked to see a little bit more creativity there. Overall, I thought it was all right. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I was kind of between two and two and a half on this one, but I would recommend it. It was better than I thought it would be. I'm right there with you as far as like our notes go. Like when you were saying all your thoughts, like I was reading, my <laughs> thoughts were almost the exact same thing. Um, and I started out, it's funny because I started out with the same thing that you did. I said, here's the good. And Tom Atkins was number one. Bruce Campbell was number two. But number three for me on the good was Robert Zadar. And I thought he makes a good slash great maniac cop. Yeah, the face was... I know he had a genetic disorder. He's passed away. Um, I know he had a genetic disorder that caused his jaw to be enlarged. Yeah. A cherubism or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it's called. But his look is perfect for this role. Yeah. And... That kind of leads me to the bad, though, because I wanted to see yeah. more of him. Yeah, that's a good there point. We enough. don't see much of him. And I wanted to see more of him, and I wanted to see more of the kills. You kind of were alluding to that, too, is like the kills all happened off screen, but there wasn't enough of them. Right. And, and there I, wasn't a variety. And I also, yes, they weren't good enough. Right. I also thought the story was good, but I, I wanted to understand more of like how the Maniac Cop came back to life. And I wanted to see him kill bad people, not just innocents. Yes, that's a good point. Like, I don't know why he just. Yeah, because it would have worked randos. better as a revenge tale of him going after all of the corrupt people. Yes. That put him in or prison. Or the people connected to the corrupt people. Yeah. Like, if we knew that that girl that he killed at the beginning was the mayor's daughter or something, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, if it was. That would have been more interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know we got to make him a bad guy. Yeah. So, killing randos is. Fine, but you know what's another negative? Uh, the title is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like Maniac Cop is a dumb name for a movie. <laughs> well, they kept calling him Man the Maniac Cop. In That's the also movie, stupid. So. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna give it one and a half. Okay, Pamela Voorhees heads. I liked it. I probably would watch it again, but I don't know if it's like great. Yeah, I know it's not great. Actually, I was toying between one and a half and a two, but there's so many like plot points that i can point to that i'm like but why didn't they just do this like just change yeah. this 
Like you could have. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff, but unlike Dead Heat, I was entertained through the whole movie. Yes, I thought I wasn't bored. I thought it was good throughout the whole movie. And again, to your point, Tom Atkins was great. Bruce Campbell. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention was it's hard for me to watch a movie or a performance that Bruce Campbell does without thinking of Evil of Dead. Ash, yeah, and especially in '88, right? Because he's probably just Fresh coming off, off Evil of Dead Evil too. Dead to two. And uh, probably his greatest performance of Ash is Evil Dead 2, uh, in my opinion. And to see him like a more serious character was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And to show that he was more than just slapsticky Bruce Campbell. So, Agreed. I thought that was good. But uh, what the fuck do we know? <laughs> hey, you know, I also liked that uh, I thought the, the cop was going to be like a zombie. I was glad that he wasn't. But was he? I don't think so. I don't know. We haven't seen Maniac yeah. Cop 2 or 3. <laughs> Maybe it becomes a zombie. It's like Jason. I mean, I mean, that's kind of like what he was. His hands were like a zombie. cold and... That is true. Eh, I don't know. He's a ghoul. <laughs> I don't know. I was sad to hear that that guy died. He was also in a movie called Samurai Cop. Hmm. That I watched, but I watched it... Um, Does he play the Samurai Cop? Yeah. It's it's on Rift Tracks. Oh, okay. Which is like MST. So it's probably not good. <laughs> oh, no. It's awful. No. It's awful. And, uh, but I, that was the first time I ever saw Robert Zadar. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's got a like, cool jaw. Striking. Yeah. Striking look. But, and um, I liked that, um, the Bruce Campbell casting is also good too, because he's got that jawline. Jaw. I yes. thought the same thing. Yeah. So it's like, I could see why people would confuse the two, even though Robert Zadar is way bigger, but maybe they were just like, he had a striking jaw and they were yeah. like, hmm, that's Bruce Campbell. Mm hmm. I thought the same thing. Yeah. That was good. Um, but if you have any thoughts on either Dead Heat, <laughs> which there's plenty, um, or uh, Maniac Cop, uh, why don't you go ahead and reach out to us, David? How can they reach us? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, just search the Swearwolves on all of those platforms. On Instagram, search the Swearwolves podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, and contact us there, or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I gotta take a piss. Kapo! her to play it hmm? Tell, see, uh, oh i don't know oh yeah you can see if she has it alexa play the song wishing well to listen to apple music please go to the alexa app oh, and fuck you account. all right i'll do that later get right on it <laughs>